guys, it's Jess. Um, I know that Hammett has been doing a lot of solo shows. I think he's told you guys that he just had a human baby who I met the other day and is adorable. Uh, I got married. We've just been kind of busy doing life things. Um, that said, I have a, an interview with, uh, actually, who's a friend of mine, somebody who I've wanted to talk to for a while about this. I mean, we work together. I talk to him a lot. But I want to talk to him about this specifically. Uh, so this is uh, Eric Went. Say Hello. hi. Hi. Uh, Eric and I have known each other for a couple of years. We work together. Full disclosure, we're friends, right? Right? Uh, in a court of law, that would hold up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I uh, found out a little while ago that Eric was actually raised in a cult. And, um, <laughs> yeah. And I think, uh, him and I doing this show, we have the opportunity to talk to really incredible people, to authors and, um, and and people who are leaders among the community, but I think it is just I think it's just important if not more important. To talk to losers no. sometimes. <laughs> I, know, I, losers know. Like I felt it. I felt it coming. <laughs> um, but just to people who are living their lives and have these like weird, crazy stories mm. of being brought up in a religion that has kind of shaped their mm. life and and everything else. So uh, with that said, Eric, what? Um, you grew up in the, what's it called? Worldwide Church of God. Right. Very um, specific, not generic. <laughs> generic, yeah. <laughs> God, in general. Church, the, the right the God, world. though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I did a little research um, mm -hmm. at work when I was supposed to be working. Sorry <laughs> if anybody who we work with is listening to this. Um, so, uh, it was founded in 1934 uh, by Pastor General Herbert W. Armstrong. H.W., that's yeah. correct. <laughs> How does one get the title uh, Pastor General? You know, that's a good question. Thank um, you. I'm I, a very good interviewer. <laughs> I assume because he was high up in God's army sure. is probably where that came from. Sure. That's how everybody gets We there. did seeing Onward Christian Soldier a lot, so I think the, the whole military thing was... Wait, do you ingrained. know, I mean, I, I only have, I have very limited notes. Do you know, did he have a military background, do you know? I have no idea. Yeah. As far as, in my mind, I like to imagine him as like a grifter, like Steve Martin in that movie, who just like... The jerk? He, no. no. No, The jerk? The one where he's like a pastor, who like, like an... Oh, yeah, You yeah. know, like he does like fake miracles. Like, yeah. I just imagine him just like People rambling screaming from town to town. Right now, like, uh... he, and then he found California, and uh, everyone really loved <laughs> Just it. dropped in. Yeah. Um, so it was founded in 1934. Um, he founded the Radio Church of God. Uh, which actually we talked about a little bit at dinner, that, like, he was more... Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's part of the reason his whole deal became so successful, was he's probably... I'm, I'm not an expert on, you know, radio technology and its history by any means, You're not. But that's I, weird, because we took 28 hours to set up this, <laughs> this uh, radio thing. But, like, like, I have a feeling him, you know, he was probably at the forefront of people using radio technology to evangelize. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that had a lot to do with his popularity. Sure. Uh, so it was in this sect of um, Christianity, for sure. Like, it was based in the Bible, uh -huh. certainly. Um, so according to my uh, expertly written notes, mm -hmm. yeah, it, was, it was close to the Bible, but he didn't follow a lot of Christian teaching. So, like, the Sabbath remained on a Saturday as opposed to um, many Christians went to Sunday. Yeah. Um, he didn't acknowledge the Holy Ghost as a distinct person. He because that wasn't like specified in the Bible. Yeah, he didn't uh he didn't hold to that whole trinity business. <laughs> um yeah, there was a yeah, I kind of did some research before this too just because like obviously I have a lot of memories of growing up in it, but um those are all like very personal kind of narrow memories of a child. And so I started sort of like researching like okay, who the hell was this guy actually? Mm -hmm. And um from what I read, yeah, a lot of it was 
taken just from uh, Seventh Day Adventists, uh, mixed with a little bit of Mormonism, yeah. mixed with a little bit of uh, Judaism, just because Old Testament Christianity is Judaism essentially. Sure. Um, kind of a grab bag of really strict <laughs> religions, and then somehow mixed with his own personal weirdness. Yeah, yeah, Well, I mean, whenever you talk about cults, which mm-hmm. there's definitely a conversation we had regarding, is this a cult versus a legitimate branch of Christianity, which, like, I don't think you and I are going to solve that yeah. particular, where's, particular where's equation. Line, exactly. Right, but there's definitely an element of, like, a cult of personality. Oh, for sure. I mean, um, he, no matter what he, I mean, whether... Whether what he believed was mainstream Christianity or not, he definitely made himself the figurehead right. of the church, and he definitely uh, made it clear that he was sort of a messenger directly from God. Yeah, yeah. And that... Um, well, he certainly called end of times a Yeah, couple. which you can only do <laughs> if God is talking directly to you. Well, he did it in the 40s, which... Frankly, is it, like if you're if you're like hedging your bets about when the world is gonna end, like yeah. mid World War Two, you're like this. Is it. I'm throwing my chips. He was in. the first with radio. He was the first with the end of the world. He was the Steve Jobs of fucking <laughs> nutballs. <laughs> but he did. I mean, obviously, uh, 1940s didn't work out super well for him. But he did. It seems like from what I read, it some it seems like once a decade. He was like, no, no, no. Sorry, guys. This is it. Yeah, that's um. Yeah, I'm not sure... Like, was that something you remember of them... I'm not sure if that's something that he kind of toned down maybe in the 80s and, like, Well, he died 90s. in the 80s, so that... Oh, seems... so then he definitely toned down a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, that wasn't something that my parents ever talked to me about. It wasn't sure. something that, like, I remember growing up, like, the whole idea of the end times. I definitely remember a lot of talk about people burning in hell forever, but sure. not necessarily... Uh, when the world is going to end. Yeah. Well, um, Armstrong died in 1986, which is right around when you were born, yeah? Yeah, I was born in 86, so yeah. So, what you're saying is you're Armstrong, are you, What I'm saying is I am Armstrong. I'm so glad you came on my podcast to to declare that. Thank you for having me. Um, So, a lot of things happened in the 80s that sort of shifted it, like, super into that cult versus kind of a weird sect of Christianity. Mm, Um, Yeah. So, what I... Gotta get those notes. Yeah, no, I got my notes. Um, so the church admin, admin, they moved toward or away mainstream Christianity? Well, I think after... In Arms- your experience. After Armstrong died, um, there was sort of a move toward like, okay, now that this crazy man is gone, let's mm-hmm. like slowly but surely creep our way into being more uh, mainstream in quotes, I guess. Uh-huh. Like sort of, you know, we're not going to talk so much about the end of the world anymore and maybe now you know what I mean it's like and and that kind of caused a rift with a lot of people I remember just the whole idea of it becoming more like every standard evangelical church but I mean even my time there though uh it was pretty nutballs yeah I mean I mean I have a couple notes regarding like what specifically made it um culty versus like your general your standard evergreen (laughs) church yeah Yeah. exactly so you uh you grew up in california and Mm -hmm. this it was um my understanding is that it's all based in like pasadena california yeah the headquarters were uh in pasadena that's where they built their own college once again in quotes um well there's a lot a ton of tithing so uh, what i read was 10 percent of the church then you have to save 10 percent this is like somebody's income 10 percent of the church 10% Ten percent um, savings to travel to the Feast of Tabernacles, which I think you have. Yeah, the, uh, well, because we didn't celebrate holidays. Well, we celebrated uh, very specific biblical holidays, sure. and Feast of the, the Tabernacles was 
one of like if not the biggest one so that was like fuck you know screw christmas we don't do that but, <laughs> yeah but we're doing passover tabernacles of the tabernacles. All day. Yeah. um and then and i don't know if this is your experience i don't think as a 10 year old you had a lot of experience in tithing i assume <laughs> uh and then every third year members had to give to care for the quote widows and orphans of the church yeah there are also seven holy days throughout the year where baskets were passed uh-huh. Um, and then, in addition, monthly mailers were sent to members and non-members claiming the church was on the verge of financial collapse. Meanwhile, um, the church's headquarters were in Pasadena on land versus, excuse me, on land worth approximately three hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, Armstrong owned had a mansion on Orange Grove Boulevard, which is where the Rose Parade is. Um, there is also an ambassador auditorium made out of emerald and pink onyx. Um, just all kind of, like they clearly oh, yeah. had like money. And they would out. have like huge musical artists come play at the auditorium. Do you remember that? Um, no, I was too young to like remember any of like going to shows. But yeah, definitely, it wasn't a secret that they were had money. Incredibly the wealthy as far as money goes. So let's dig into talking about kind of your experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you grew up in California. Yes. Um, uh, go on. California. <laughs> California. Um, you know, it's funny, um, it's kind of like, it, I guess it's like this with everything, whether it's growing up in a weird church or just having weird parents, um, or whatever, but your experience as a child is just, you assume is the experience of everyone. Yeah, I've heard that from So, I kind of just always assumed Everybody everyone's else. parents went to church on Saturday, not mm-hmm. Sunday, and... Everyone's parents give 10% of their income to their church. But were you aware of that? Like, were you aware of your parents I do, yeah. Give up money? I remember, like, you kind of sponge things up as a kid, I guess. And, like, I definitely remember hearing about the 10% and the tithe thing and just assuming that was normal. I didn't really start to realize that I was being raised uh, drastically differently from people until probably elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um, we would get pepperoni pizza every Friday in elementary school, but we weren't allowed to eat pork. Or really? Well, because in the Old or, Testament of the Bible, it says uh, you cannot eat any animal that's unclean or like that walks on the bottom of the ocean. Uh, so some, lobster? And no lobster, no pork. shrimp, no crab, no pork. That's um, too bad. Those are some really. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, trust me now. Like, I go to Red Lobster <laughs> and bring my own bacon now. You're making it for lost time. But um, yeah, I didn't realize I was, you know, weird until. I would pick off all the pepperoni from my pizza every Friday at school uh-huh. so I could eat just, like, the remainder, like, bread and sauce. Was it a, f- a cheese, and I like, hope? All, and then, all my friends loved it because they were just like, yeah, yeah, I will have your pepperoni, please. But did you understand why you were doing it or you just... Or, like, did you see your friends as, like, doing something wrong? Not at all. That's that's the weird thing, right? Is like, in my mind, it wasn't like, oh, my friends are going to hell. It was more just like, I've been told not to do these things, so mm-hmm. I will not do them. Yeah. But you mentioned, like, you had to go, like, leave the classroom for yeah, Christmas. Yeah, um, yeah, we didn't celebrate what would, you, I guess, what you'd consider traditional holidays, so... What <laughs> would you consider Christmas? <laughs> well, isn't that so weird? Like, it, a Christian church that does not celebrate Christmas. Yeah, like, I mean, um, to be fair, I mean, uh, Christmas wasn't celebrated on December 25th for a long time, and that was yeah, yeah. largely stole, stolen from pagan holidays. So if we're talking about people who are so sticking it, the closest to the Bible yeah, they can... I guess in a weird way, Armstrong was like, no, this is pagan bullshit, like, <laughs> we won't do this, but, um, yeah, that's one of my earlier memories, too, is, like, in elementary school around this time, 
you know, teachers teach you some stuff, but a lot of it is them just sort of babysitting you and sure. like doing arts and crafts. Until your parents pick you up. Exactly. And uh, yeah, around this time every year, we would, you know, take popsicle sticks and paper plates and puff balls and make images of Santa. And I was always that kid who would like raise his hand and be like, um, I can't participate in this. And did you... We don't believe in this man, and this is a pagan holiday, and Santa is not real. <laughs> and, and then so, you slapped your teacher. Yeah, and I was just the most popular kid <laughs> in elementary school. Did you feel, um, did you feel like you were in the right when you did that, or did you oh, feel uncomfortable? Yeah. You know what? I weirdly, vaguely remember feeling like that kind of righteous, uh, uh-huh. righteousness mm-hmm. that you can only get from being, like, having your head so far off your own ass. <laughs> like, I was just like, part of me, part of me was kind of like... I'm right, we do things this way, you guys go ahead and do your weird pagan holiday. I'm going to go sit and read Highlights Magazine. But was the community around you largely agreeing with you, or were you one in, like, the only person in your school who did this kind of thing? Oh yeah, I mean, all my family on both sides was a part of the church, but, um, yeah. Do you know how they got into the church? That's a good question. Thank Um, you, I'm a professional (laughs) interviewer. I will not say that again. Uh, (laughs) No, I don't. I will, my dad's family was in Pasadena, mm-hmm. so that's where my family is from, and, um... That's not where you grew up, right? No. Or was it? Well, I was raised in Modesto, California, is where... California. California. Sorry. Um, I, God damn it. But, well, that's the weird thing, though, is my mom was already married before she met my dad, and her family, I believe, was already a part of the church at that time. My dad uh, came up to Riverbank, California, which is near Modesto, and uh, from what I remember, the story is he saw my mom at, like, a lake party, slapped her ass, <laughs> and she was like, I'm married, and he was like, that's too bad, and then, you know... I can't imagine where you got this from, <laughs> The rest is history. She uh, divorced her first husband and married my father, and then... Do you have any half-siblings? Uh, no. It just turned out that... The woman my father married's family was also part of the church. Weird. So I grew up with both sides of like, and I, and I have very large extended families on both sides, and both sides were a part of the Worldwide Church of God. So it was all very normalized for you. Exactly. Like I, I grew up with a ton of cousins, a ton of aunts and uncles, and everyone was a part of the church. So in hindsight, what makes you look back and say like, oh, this is super occult, as opposed to like, how many friends do we have who were raised Catholic or Baptist or whatever, um, and we're like, no, we were just well. I mean, yeah. Christian. I mean, I, I, anyone could make the case, I guess, that like every church is a cult or every religion is a cult or whatever, but. Not every religion asks you to give 10% of your income well, to I mean, the church. The, fair, the thing is, that's not super uncommon, but, like, for sure that this church that you're raised in, like, if you, mm-hmm. we were talking about this at dinner, like, if you Google the church, like, the first thing is, like, so-and-so-and-so cult. Yeah, like, the first, like, 10, you know, responses on Google, or like, always... 4 out of 10 have the word cult in them in right, the headline. Right. I think probably what makes it, you know, quote unquote, a cult is Armstrong, yeah. the guy who started it, cult and the leader of it all. Thing. He was the figurehead. Um, he had a lot of crazy ass things to say, mm-hmm. and as time went on, he sort of only got crazier and crazier. And mm-hmm. then, you know, a lot of his own skeletons started coming out of his closet as far as uh, illegal stuff, uh, crimes, him hoarding money, him just. Also, the whole idea of using religion to sort of control people beyond just how it's always used to control people, but um, the whole idea of disfellowship was a big thing, so sort of wielding that 
in the same way that, you know, maybe Catholics 200 years ago uh, wielded excommunication. Or Mormons have a similar idea yeah, of, like, if just you get like, booted out. If you cross me, mm-hmm. I will not only kick you out of the church, I will make sure that everyone you know and love is no longer a part of your life. Yeah, that's actually uh, something I, I read in a couple different places, but that um, uh, Armstrong was definitely accused of sexual improprieties, Um Apparently his daughter accused him of molesting him for, like, ten years. Yeah. yeah. Which is upsetting. But also, uh, members who question the church, uh, who question church doctrines, have um, been kicked out. And ministers can also kick out members if they just suspect disloyalty. Yeah. Did you ever say that? Um, you know, I, like, I remember as a kid, like... It's weird. You you kind of notice when your parents talk differently about certain things. Oh, like yeah. Their tones of voices maybe get quieter, a little more mm-hmm. gossipy. <laughs> and so I do remember talk about people being disfellowshipped and just sort of things happening. Like, I remember Garner Ted, uh, the son. Oh, of, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. once, um, once, uh, what's, what's his face? What's his name? Uh, well, once uh, Armstrong. Herbert Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole idea, he had a son, Garner Ted, who mm-hmm. was kind of just going to be his likely successor as mm-hmm. the figurehead of this church. And um, Garner Ted ended up being disfellowshipped. Uh, and there's, Do you there's, know what he did? Well, the rumors were that he was uh, sleeping with a lot of co-eds at the college that the uh, church had created in Pasadena, which, you know, obviously goes against church doctrine. Is it a very, like, sex-strict doctrine? Um... Yeah, I mean, in the sense of any and like religion, having I guess. sex outside wedlock is that yeah, that's a bit especially if you're supposed to be the new like second coming sure. of Christ. Yeah, that... but who among us isn't? <laughs> um, but then there was a lot of talk about Garner Ted sort of like wanting to change things, and his father feeling threatened, and then like outside people getting involved, and it turning into a whole ordeal. I guess besides the whole cult of personality thing, things that stick out to me now that at the time seemed totally normal, but to now I just realize are crazy are things like not going to doctors. Yeah, you mentioned this to me like a year ago. Like about... we I we did see that's that's kind of a there's a whole other facet to it, which is that my mom was so amazing and even though she was a part of this whole thing, she kind of rebelled against it in small ways. Mm-hmm. So like we did go to doctors, but when I was when I'm I have um Tourette syndrome. I suffer from it. It's a very mild form of it, but it was a lot worse when I was a small child, and, um... And it manifests itself in, like, ticks. Yeah, it would manifest itself in, uh, yeah, physical movements, especially of, like, my neck and head, which, like, you know, as a mom, watching your son, like, spaz his head to the side mm-hmm. over and over again has got to be pretty freaky. But instead of taking me to a doctor at first, they took me to the church, and a group of men stood around me in a circle and, like, held hands and sort of, like prayed in a weird way around me and that was supposed to uh expel you know whatever demonic influence was causing this and how'd that go uh did not work it didn't work you don't say yeah um uh, yeah i dealt with the whole Tourette thing on my own until probably my teens finally a doctor was like oh well you know if you take this pill it might help with that too but um yeah and that seems like a really a a huge story of religion mistrusting science in general and doctors specifically which is kind of upsetting Mm -hmm. especially if you think of a kid going through something that was i assume i'm not going to speak for you but i assume like uncomfortable or upsetting or in some way yeah i mean 
it's, it goes back to like just assuming everything is normal as a child, but like, yeah. Jesus Christ, like if I saw my son like doing that, like my first thought would be like, holy shit, we got to get this kid to a hospital. Yeah. Like what's wrong with him? Um, and I'm sure my mom felt that way. And like, and, but that's the thing is like my mom, my mom is a badass. My mom, um, you know, she was a part of this. She like sang in the choir and was there every Saturday with my dad, mm. but she would cut corners for <laughs> me and my brothers. Um, what do you mean? Well, like one of the high holidays or, or holy days was uh, the day of unleavened bread, which is, uh, was a fasting day. Mm-hmm. So as a child, we were not allowed to eat for 24 hours. That feels like not a great thing for kids. Yeah, no, kids do not give a shit about fasting. They're just <laughs> like, I am so hungry. <laughs> Um, Cheese boxes all day. Yeah, I remember my mom specifically taking us to McDonald's on the day of unleavened bread and like buying us cheeseburgers and like turning around and being like, "Do not tell your dad." And it was sort of just like, you know, we knew like instinctively like, okay, we will not spill the beans on this. Like, mom is like breaking church doctrine yeah. to get her children fed because it hurt. It probably hurt her to watch us like be so. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, but I mean, how does that, I mean, I don't want to dig too much into, like, your relationship with your mom, but, like, how does that make you feel to think that your mom, clearly if she was willing to feed her kids mm-hmm. on a holiday, mm-hmm. that... How much th- did she really believe? Exactly. I don't know. I mean, I, I think my mom believes in God, whether or not it's a belief that stems from personal conviction or just being raised all her life. Yeah. So intensely into it. Um... You know, there were, the thing with any kind of strict religion, especially a cult where the strictness is just like the whole point. Yeah, yeah, um, You, if you have any kind of mind that asks, that, that kind of forces you to ask questions, you find these weird loopholes and things. And I remember like, baptism was like a really big deal growing up. Did you get baptized as a baby or like I as wasn't. A- yeah, you never in were? our church, you you got so baptized when you were older. Ooh, well, that's the thing. Sorry. I remember asking my mom because I, I, you know, someone explained to me what baptism was. Uh, you know, washing the sins away, you're now clean and are going to heaven. And I remember asking my mom, like, I was like a small child, and being like, Mom, so if like a child murderer gets baptized in prison and dies, he'll go to heaven. And my mom was like, Yeah. Did you really ask that question? Yeah. And then I was like, But what if someone who's a good person? but has not been baptized, gets hit by a car, and dies. And I don't remember what her answer was. I might, you know what, that might have been my dad actually asked. And I feel like my dad, like, that was like, I caught him. Like, in like <laughs> a, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah, yeah. The, and it's weird, like, uh, Catch-22, and he was just like, uh, well, uh, yeah, go, go play with your friends, you know? Like, well, I think, I don't know, I, not that I have kids or you have kids, mm-hmm. um, but you have I mean, to- I have several. You several, in not California. that you, not whom you, no, we can't do that. There's bald little kids. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, um, but no, but I think about the conversations I had with my folks, um, mm. that I don't, I mean, I've had this conversation with my parents a zillion times, and I don't know, they, I think both kind of say agnosticism is their jam, but I don't know what yeah. that means to them. But I remember having conversations with both of them. Uh, my dad, like one of my first Honestly, probably one of the reasons I'm an one of the reasons I'm an adamant atheist is um, when I was in when I was young. I remember seeing this woman. I had a bandaid on her because I just gotten like a whatever a shot, yeah, a vaccine yeah. of some kind. And this woman asked me. I, I was at the pool, 
oh, what happened to your arm? And I was like, oh, I got a shot, because you're six and you talk to anybody. And she was like, oh, we don't believe in shots. And I was oh, like, God. oh, this sounds awesome. I don't have to get shots. Yeah. So I went into my dad. I was like, that woman said, I don't have to get shot. Or she said, we don't have to get shots. I'm right out. And I, rem- I will remember this, honestly, for the rest of my life, that my dad was like, oh, it's because they think God is going to heal them. And I had never heard my dad talk about God. I had never heard my dad talk. He was raised Catholic. Yeah. But the vitriol that he had in his mm. voice about, like, fuck that bitch. Yeah. Like, who does she think she... And, and now that I'm 30 years old, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Super fuck that bitch. Yeah. Like, she's the reason small, smallpox are back. Well, what and, like, when you're a kid and you're raised in an environment where half of everything you hear is about how if you don't do something the correct way, you're going to burn in the fires of hell for eternity, that's something you think about a lot. Like, I remember thinking about hell... All the time. Well, that's... I mean, you're... You're not the first person... The first person I've heard that from. Like, I was lucky enough that my parents were Catholic but didn't raise me as such. But, like, people who I knew who grew up Catholic or Christian of some sect, like, it was... Like, that's shitty. That's fucking shitty to, like, tell your kids, like, if you're bad... It's not like if you're bad, Santa's not going to give you gifts. Or if you're bad, X, Y, Z, it's If if you're bad, you're going to burn in hell forever. Like... How well, can you tell that to a child? And also, it's not even if you're bad. You can be the greatest person ever, but unless baptized. you follow these incredibly strict guidelines that, you know, the guy in charge has put down, it doesn't matter how good you are. Like, you're, you're going to die and go to hell. Would you call what you went through abuse? Um, no, only because, in a weird way, it's almost like my family, we were a part of it, we did it, but it's like the little things, like my mom buying those cheeseburgers. Like, I almost feel like they always kind of went up to the edge of being, like, holy roller, true believers, <laughs> but always kind of stepped back a little bit. And I, I guarantee you if there would ever come a moment where, like, the church asked them to do something to us mm-hmm. or to abuse us or abandon us in any kind of way, my mom would have turned into Mama Bear and yeah. uh, said, you know, fuck this church, fuck your God, fuck you, these are my kids. Um, but at the same time, yeah, you know, there's a part of me that's sort of like, it's definitely influenced in a million ways that I can think of and probably a million ways I can't think of of who I am as a person and the way I look at the world and just distrust of most institutions and most people and... Sorry, I'm right here. (laughs) Um, you know, I mean, yeah, probably a big part of the reason I am an atheist is because I was born into this church. Oh, that's definitely something I should have asked like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> um, so what's so you're an atheist now? Yeah, definitely. Um, which is literally one of the first conversations we had when we started working together. Yeah. But it's wh- funny, you what was brought your... up the agnostic thing. Like, I always, like, when people say they're agnostic, I'm always like, just, come on, just, she's a sad. You know what, I... Don't hedge of... your bet. <laughs> no, in a lot of ways I feel the same way, but I also don't... When I tell people I'm an atheist, I see their, like, weird face. Of, like, oh, you, think, you think you know it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, no, like, I which, mean... No, 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 which I, which I do. Yeah. Well, it's just, like, the whole thing with agnostics is, like, well, you know, I, I may not necessarily believe this, but there could be something. No. It's like, well, yeah, there could be a Santa Claus, I guess. But, but there's also a lot of people who... And honestly, had I not kind of wandered into what I do now... And frankly, and I've mentioned this a few times in the podcast, like, if Mikey, my, my husband had never met me, mm-hmm. he, I guarantee he would call himself an agnostic because, like, he just doesn't have 
at his point, he just didn't have a dog in the fight. He's like, I'm not yeah. atheist. Clearly, people don't like atheists. Um, so, like, I'm not gonna. Yeah. yeah. The funny thing about agnostics is it's like, you're sort of like, well, I don't know what to believe. But it's like, if you're wrong about, like, if, if there is a God, you're still going to hell, whether or not you're <laughs> agnostic. Like, I've heard so many people justify why they're, why they say the word agnostic, and yeah. I don't, like, it's fine. I don't, I've gotten to the point where I don't feel like policing anybody's self, uh, yeah. what they call themselves. It just, I've, I have better things to do. I know it seems unlikely, because mm. you know me pretty well. I literally have nothing better to do. <laughs> I do all have I do, All I do is police <laughs> the non-believing community. Oh, and if anybody's been yelled at on Reddit, it's just Eric. <laughs> it's just Eric being mad. I am, oh God, I am all men on Reddit. <laughs> I am all fedoras. <laughs> we are one. <laughs> but, anyway, um... So let's talk about your kind of journey from um, from this weird dumb church to uh, atheism. Uh, sure. So yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, it's some. It, it's a it's a weird church. Some bad roads in between. Yeah, I mean, okay, all right. Uh, another beer. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm gonna get another beer. He's gonna talk. <laughs> so yeah, um, my family ended up leaving the church when I was I want to say. 13, and then we sort of went to a more mainstream evangelical church, um, and that continued for a while, but it, it didn't last terribly long, and uh, eventually I got to an age where it was okay for me not to go anymore. Like, I remember, like, it was never even an option. Before. And back, um, what age was that? Maybe, like, 16, 17, like, uh... I, I remember. So when you're 12 or 13, are there like, do you say you don't want to go, or do you just go because? Well, I mean, no one wants to go to church when they're 13 years old. It's just like no one wants to do anything. Have to get up on Saturday. Oh, we still went on Saturday. It was Saturday. Yeah, yeah. But um, is this after you left the church? You still? Yeah, like I forget. I don't know if it was an offshoot of Worldwide Church of God or if it was a whole brand new thing. But um, did that for a long time, and then I think eventually, like probably around the time I started smoking cigarettes, like. <laughs> So, 12? Uh, 13, actually. <laughs> no. Uh, no, but, yeah, eventually it just became a thing, like, where my parents stopped, well, my parents' marriage started falling apart, they mm -hmm. stopped going to church, I stopped going to church, it almost sounds like a, like a parable, like, they stopped going to church, and then the whole marriage fell apart. Wait, but what was the, honestly, and if you don't want to talk about it, mm -hmm. you don't have to, but, like, what was, which came for, before the other? I, well, I don't know, my dad's always been an alcoholic, so... Whether, I mean, their marriage was always a uh, tenuous deal that was mostly just my mom being like, I guess it's better that they have a father, even if he's Oof. a drunk father. And um, But you know what? Weirdly enough, I don't, I do not think my mom would have had the chutzpah to, <laughs> to uh, leave. <laughs> Michelle Bachman. <laughs> to uh, leave my dad if they had still been as intense into the church as Really? Well, yeah, because, I mean, that, that's a huge no-no in the church. You do not get a divorce. You do not leave your husband. But didn't your You're mom leave a husband already? Oh, man, good point. Thank you. I guess we're all going to hell. <laughs> uh, but it's cool she left an asshole. I don't think he was part of the church, whereas my dad was part a of the church. different asshole. <laughs> you know? Oh, God, yes. An asshole named Bruce. Don't listen to this, Dad. Um... Yeah, so that happened. Um, I, I discovered marijuana, which I fell in love with immediately. 
And then about a year or two after that, I discovered uh, cocaine and heroin and crystal meth. And Who doesn't? The trifecta. Mm -hmm. um, marijuana. And this was you were how old? 17. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I spent a solid two, three, four years just, ex I guess, experimenting isn't the right word when you're, like, running <laughs> away from home and live in a car and do crystal meth. Oof. Um, I spent about... Two to four years being a drug addict. Two to four years is a pretty broad <laughs> yeah, right? statement. I mean, I managed to, like, I graduated community college in, like, four years, so I was doing okay as far as drug addicts go. I didn't OD like a lot of my friends, but, um... But yeah. when, I mean, do you think that the church got you the i mean is there a cause and effect regarding the church and your your drug well, like what's that what's that uh cliche that like the preacher's daughter is always the craziest one like maybe there is like an element of the pendulum always swings as far away sure based on where it was and if i was in this like where you're not even allowed to eat fucking bacon mm -hmm. Maybe that did have something to do with the fact that I was just so open to the idea of just, like, shooting up heroin. Like, like let's get it as far away from the no-bacon thing as possible. I mean, there's definitely an idea of you are never allowed to make your own decisions. Mm. And so all the decisions... I mean, this is... I, I This is me talking on my own This ass. is you with just years and years of years psychology and, No, only research. two... And two glasses of wine. <laughs> No, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you were... I, and that's what people... I, I, I witnessed, certainly. I went to college in Indiana, mm -hmm. that people who came from, like, tiny towns who weren't allowed to do X, Y, Z, and all of a sudden they were the ones who were, like, getting fucked up and, like, and sliding oh, around. I, yeah, and, I can and do this do, now, so yeah, I'm going to do yeah. it nonstop all the time. Granted, I don't know how many people I knew who went, like, as far as heroin. Yeah, probably more than you think. I, that's fair enough. Um, no, yeah, I'm sure... You know, I, I'm not. I think first of all, I think my family, just in general, genetically, is predisposed to addiction. Addiction. My dad's an alcoholic. Uh, my grandfather was an alcoholic. My, my mom was dad. Um, a lot this, of my this wasn't the best time, time to open a beer. beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of my aunts and uncles have struggled with uh, various forms of addiction. Some of them still do. Um, so it might have been less to do with your church and more to do with just... I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure the whole idea of me being kind of this repressed, uh, yeah. weirdly weirdly raised child didn't help things, but I also think a lot of it had to do with predispos predisposition and also my parents' marriage falling apart um, and just my dad being... How during that happen? Um, I mean, they it was falling apart since the day I was born, but probably between the ages of... 13 and 17 is when it got... It's when you realize that your dad's an alcoholic and that he's, like, dangerous and, you know, the yelling and the screaming and the crying and all that. You know, you tend to sort of retreat into yourself and drugs are an amazing way to feel great when you <laughs> feel horrible. I know I shouldn't say that, but there's a reason people do drugs and yeah. it's because they feel fucking fantastic. I mean, I don't think anybody... Or I hope anybody who listens to this podcast isn't naive enough to think <laughs> about, like... Drugs make you feel like garbage. That's why people. That's why bad people do them. That's why you stab yourself with a needle because it feels horrible. <laughs> um, say so you got into drugs. Got into drugs. Um, got out of drugs slowly-ish, but eventually completely. And uh, 
fell in love with journalism and went to college to study that and wrote for the school newspaper, got a job at a magazine when I graduated, um, eventually moved to Chicago, and the first job I ever got was at content marketing firm, which is where I met you. Uh-huh. Um, the most important part of your life. The, the <laughs> cornerstone, the foundation. And then I've been, you know... So I guess, yeah, I, I fell in love with writing and the written word, and I've been able to make that... I mean, I think inarguably you've, got, you've climbed out of the hole that you're in. The K-hole. It's a drug oh, reference. I won't right? say that. Okay. That's fine. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, you know what's funny, though? Even when I was, like, a drug addict, I was probably... I still wouldn't have said I was an atheist. Like, because the programming is so strong. So I have a, what like what got you to where you are? Was it me? Oh my god, tell me it was me. Oh no. Oh please, sure come on. Um, I probably admitted to myself that I was an atheist. It's almost like you're coming out of the closet. It's no, like, I yes, I, um, I think a lot of people would agree with you there. I admitted to myself that I was an atheist probably when I was in college because those goddamn liberal professors. <laughs> no, um, no, but like. I remember, like, even when I doubted that God existed, even as a child, because it, it, it just made no fucking sense, um, I was still so deathly afraid yeah. that I was wrong and that I was going to go to hell. And even when I was, like, you know, snorting cocaine and then smoking heroin and then snorting crystal meth and then just repeating and the whole cycle, like... I obviously had no value of my life and was totally, like, just like, whatever, man, if I die, I die. But... Oof. But I hate that. part of me was still like, I can't say that I don't believe in God because if I do die tonight, I do not want to go to hell. And I was so scared that I was like somehow just being a total asshole and not like seeing the truth and the truth was the gospel. And like, I was so deathly afraid. And I think once I got clean and just kind of, you know, college is a time where you sort of explore more philosophical ideas and kind of ask yourself these bigger questions and I just couldn't reconcile the fact that, like, I give a shit about people, yeah. and uh, I, I saw... People who weren't in your... People that weren't in my religion. Like, and you then, don't want me to go to hell, right? Yeah. Right? Like, well, Let's bring I mean, this back to me yeah. real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I think if you are smart enough and you actually care about the world and the people in it, mm -hmm. it's really hard to reconcile that with such a narrow view of who is and isn't allowed to have a happy life, and, and have, like, everlasting happiness and eternity. But can you also reconcile that with, like, what you thought when you were a teenager? Or is that, does that feel like a different person? You mean, like, uh, reconcile how I feel now with how I felt then? Mm -hmm. So, like, again, let's bring it back to me real quick. Of course. Yeah, it was too long not talking about it. <laughs> No, but, like, you know, if you met somebody like me, because I definitely had a... a a very influential meeting with a friend of mine who mm. was Catholic and I gave her the like, well, I believe, you know, I don't believe in, I don't go to church, but I believe that if I'm a good person, I would go to heaven and if whatever. And she was like, no, 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 <laughs> you don't go to that's church, you go to hell. Right. Exactly. And I, I, that's a very formative moment in my life. Yeah. If you were that girl talking to like a young, do you think you would have felt the same way? Definitely not. Um, part of me still be believed in God. And you know what? Whenever I'm on an airplane now, part of me still does believe in God. Just because I'm like, please, 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 don't not let me crash because I'm so terribly afraid of frying. But, um, of frying? 
I meant to say flying, but technically frying, because if I die, I would go to hell. Um, so I was correct. God damn it. Um, but no, even, even as a teenager, like, I knew that that was bullshit. Like, I had, I had, one of my best friends was Jewish, and I remember asking him about Judaism, because, like, I had no idea, which is weird, because weirdly enough, I was raised in that fucking weird religion, which almost was sort of Judaism in a lot of ways. And, um, I remember him being like, oh yeah, we don't believe in hell. And you're like... Yeah, and I was like, whoa, 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 wait a second. <laughs> what do you mean you don't believe in hell? And he was like, oh yeah, like, if you're a Jew, like, and you're bad, like, you know, you get tortured for years, but then you eventually go to heaven. And I, was I mean, it's not hard. We're going a little bit long, but I'm always interested to hear, because I, I grew up really not religious, so mm. anything anybody said, I was like, well, that seems weird. Yeah. But is it weird to, like, for you to be a religious person and you talk to somebody else who's, like, different religion, they're like, oh, this is true, and you're like, um, different things from what I believe. What, like, does that oh, make like you think that, that guy is wrong, or am I wrong, or... You mean, like, now, or back then? Back then. Um, I just assumed everyone was wrong. <laughs> I, well, you, when you're told that everyone around you believes bullshit, and that what you believe is the only one truth, and everyone in your family believes that, and you go to a place every Saturday that tells you that... You just yeah. you just kind of assume like that you have this uh, special knowledge that no one else has. Sure. And if anything, I felt almost like I kind of understand why so many Christians like to proselytize to people that don't believe. Because they're the the ones who are right. Because they're right? like they're like oh man all these poor people out there that have no idea they're oh, all going to die and burn forever and it's like I, I just got to get the word out. And if anything, I was probably like that. But I was also somehow savvy enough even as a child to be like no one wants to hear this bullshit from me. <laughs> I just kind of left well enough alone. I like that. Like, they didn't care. I was like, I was like, I don't want them to burn in hell, but I also don't want to seem tacky. <laughs> so I'm just going to not bring it up. That's how you live your everyday life now. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to be tacky. <laughs> I, just, I just don't want to be gauche. <laughs> okay. Um, anything else you want to um, put a cap on? Oh, man. Uh, you want to say hi to Neans? Hi, Neans. I love you, Mom, so much. Um, you know, I will say this. I feel sorry for anyone that was a part of a cult that, you know, horribly abused them, whether physically, mentally, so whatever. But, in a weird way, I wouldn't trade my upbringing. Wow. Um, wow. the fact wow. that... Wow! This can't be your cap, because we have to dig into this. No, well, the fact that I was exposed to such a... Exotic's not the right word, but just but just strange white people, strange uh, realm of religion that is so not of the norm for most people who would consider themselves mainstream Christians or whatever. Um, it it definitely has affected the way I think and look at the world, and it has. You think given, for the better? I mean, obviously, everybody's you know upbringing what? has affected the way they look at the world. I think people that question things are typically, that is probably the best way to look at life, is sure. to always sort of be wondering and questioning. But and I have and the I, benefit of not growing up True. I had but, a doctor my whole life. But I don't know if I would be as wondering and questioning no, and okay. searching if I hadn't had that upbringing. At the same time, I don't know if I would also have this, like, hollow, horrible feeling that eats away at me every night in the dark if I hadn't been raised that way. But He's maybe, single, ladies. <laughs> But maybe, but maybe you can't have one without the other as far as, at least in my experience. I don't know. 
at, at the very least, it's giving me just no end of, like, cool icebreakers at parties to, like, just drop the line. Do like, people love when they're, oh, like... Oh, dude, when I tell someone that I was in a cult, or that I was and raised And you're, like, you run so fast away from me, I can't even believe it. <laughs> they're all just, like, oh, my God, that is so weird. I love it. Tell me more. And I'm just, like, you got it. And I'm wearing just a flowing robe. <laughs> I don't believe you, even for the tiniest bit. I don't know. I there is a part of me that is sort of glad I had. But it. I mean, it's impossible to say. Oh, I want how I would have been. Right, Maybe right. I would have been a much better person. Yeah, but you might have been less funny. Oof. True. Yeah. Maybe the only way you can be as hilarious as I am is to have some kind of weird fucked up. That's not true because I'm much funnier than you are, <laughs> and I think everybody knows that. Yeah. I'm. Well, I'm making eyes for the people listening. I'm making <laughs> eyes that are like, yeah. Sure. In case anyone's wondering, Eric is sitting in my kitchen, <laughs> mm. making weird eyes at me. Making eyes. Uh, well, I think that's, um, do you have anything else you want to add before, um, I, before I do my signature sign-off that no, I'm going to make guess, up right now? I don't know. I guess thanks for anyone who is listening, and if you have any questions, uh, don't, don't ask me. I don't know shit. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know what? I will say this. Anyone that's interested in sort of, uh cults but has never heard of a white church of god it's definitely not like your manson family stabby stabby we're gonna drink kool-aid and all die <laughs> you kind of mi- mixed up some cults a lot of cold activity going on yeah, there yeah. but uh it is very interesting i did not read into it or research it ever once my family left but when you told me you wanted to talk about it i actually started like googling stuff and it's incredibly fascinating just maybe no one died um but maybe well, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. But, um, man, there is just some weird, messed up shit going on. You know what's funny is um, my husband's uh, um, company, their headquarters is in Pasadena, Pasadena. And I yeah. spent a week there, and I was like, oh, this is a really pretty building. And now I realize that that's... Is that <laughs> was, the college? I, I Or the auditorium, so. maybe? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think so. Pasadena, I mean, you know. It's, oh, it's a beautiful yeah. area. Yeah. I would live there. They definitely I, were not poor. No, 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 no. Nobody who's poor lives in Pasadena. You know? <laughs> but anyway, uh, Eric, thank you. I uh, sincerely thank you. Um, no, he, this has been like a year and a half in the making of me like drunkenly being like, Eric, let's talk about your thing. <laughs> and then he came over here and we had shit going on. But anyway, um, thank you. Sincerely, thank you for coming mm-hmm. here. I know thank this you. is like not the thing you do very yeah, I know. You don't do this super frequently. No one I'm related to listens to podcasts, so I feel like I'm going to be fairly safe as hey far names. as anything I said. <laughs> um, but anyway, thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening.